to this week's episode of Faster Masters Rowing Radio. Grab a seat at the table as Masters Rowing Coaches Marlene Royal and Rebecca Caro share their biggest secrets on how to unleash your hidden potential and plot a new course for real results on the water and off. Now, on to the show. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of Faster Masters Rowing Radio, where today we are talking about types of training. But first, I welcome my co-host, Marlene Royal. Hello, Rebecca, and hello to our Faster Masters Rowing Radio audience. We have got a really big announcement today. You are going to absolutely love this because I can't keep secrets very well. And so, of course, I've been having to bite my lip and keep quiet because we have designed a new rowing tool and we're launching it today available for sale and we're calling it the spacer placer tool we won't actually tell you exactly how many different versions of this um that we <laughs> decided that uh, uh, we should we should show um we we called it a lot of different names but first can we kick off and show you exactly what it does. Take a look at this. So let's play it again. I'll put it full screen this time. And you can see Marlene using the tool to push out the spacer washers on under a gate, which they're typically red or blue. And uh, they have, they're a split ring washer, which you can then uh, use to raise or lower your gate. And we just found that these things are really difficult to get out from under your oarlock. So Marlene, hold up the actual tool. You've got it, haven't you? And so there you can see it. It's got a big circle where you stick your finger through so that you can really control the prongs. And you can then control how much pressure you use to push. And literally, you just, just push sideways. And you obviously have to have a hand to catch the, the spacer. What, what happened when you first used it, Molly? It worked. <laughs> it worked really well, actually. And it was so nice because my, I, just my thumbs hurt so much when, when I try to push out. Some, some of those spacers can be really tight. And, and this was so nice just to kind of push it out. Didn't hurt my thumb a bit. And, you know, you're able to, since you can put your finger through the hole, you know, you can give it a little bit more force without it, you know, being something spazzy. <laughs> so, well, exactly. And that's the point without being spazzy and without, yeah. <laughs> you know, finding that you can't make the adjustment and you're trying to push it out and it's getting caught and you can't put enough pressure in the right place. Right. No, it was very, I thought it was quite elegant, to be honest with you. So it's for sale on the revolutionrowing.com website. We will sharing the link now for people who are watching live. And if you're watching and uh, you, you like the look at this, tell us in the comments, what do you think? Have you ever seen anything like this before? Um, you know, 
Do you think it would be useful? Do you even use these spaces on, on your, your, your gates? Because so I have to say, in my club, we have spaces like this on every single shared club boat for the Masters because so often you have athletes of significantly different weight and height. Mm -hmm. And so it really makes a difference for us being able to make a really quick adjustment like this. And, of course, you can adjust it on the water. We put a little loop into the um, tool so that you can attach a lanyard to it. Just, you know, in case, just, just in case. Right, Marlene, types of training. There, this was, we, we got this topic from a lady called Dawn Watson, who basically said, what's the gist, what's the gen with masters rowing nowadays? Should we be doing more CrossFit types training or should we be doing the traditional meters, meters, meters type training? And I thought that was such an interesting question. So Marlene, talk us through, what different types of rowing training are there? Well, I first of all, I would say, Don, you know, you have to look at, you have to look at what is your, what is your goal? You know, are you a fitness rower? Are you a competitive rower? Um, that's going to influence how you, how you put together your, your personal program. But but generally, in in a let, let's look at a, a weekly cycle, for example. You know, typically you're going to have some mixture of endurance. Okay, so so if we talk about polarized training, there is low intensity training, there's higher intensity training, there's in between medium pace training. Um, so a training plan can be a combination and in, in addition, strength training. So a, a training program throughout the year is going to have a different combination of different types of sessions. So you're, if you have um, endurance sessions might be low intensity. This is conversational pace. You're rowing stroke rate 16, 18, 20. Um, there can be medium endurance, which is stroke rates. 22 to 24 there can be um, sessions that stress your aerobic system your vo max system which is you're going to be not at race pace but sub race pace um, so what someone categorizes as high intensity interval that that's a very broad definition it could be um, oxygen utilization types of sessions, which you might be doing uh, four times five minutes. It could be more focused on um, very short, powerful types of intervals, which could be like 30 seconds on, 90 seconds off, 40 seconds on. So high intensity interval has a very, very broad um, definition. And, and so there's a lot of room in there. But to answer, to answer Don's question, um, if you, if you look at your off season, if you take your weekly schedule, you know, this is the simplest way I think I would describe it. Suppose you've got two, two key sessions of the week. Okay. Those two key sessions, the intensity of those sessions is going to climb as you go through your season and get closer to your racing season. The other sessions that are the filler in between those two, say those are your two key workouts. So they, they might be high intensity, they might be low intensity. It depends what the focus is for you at that particular period of the training cycle. So in between those two key days, 
you want to have your low intensity, which is when you do your technique training, when your body recovers, when you build some base aerobic. Um, and that is where you, you can put in your, your strength training um, in, in those in-between days as well. So this is kind of a very simple description. What um, asking about CrossFit and how does that fit into a program? Um, I would say, first of all, it depends on what your rowing goals are. You know, if, if you're really focused on high performance, obviously you've got to get meters in the boat. You've got to develop skills to be able to race your boat at the, the pace that you want to race. With that said, cross, something like CrossFit in the cross training definition can fit into your program if you put it into the right place and you use it the right way. Um, high intensity, some high intensity work is very important for older athletes, um, particularly racers, because, you know, as we get older, we have to really stimulate um, the muscle metabolism and high intensity and diet will will do that. Um, I think when you take something like CrossFit, again, through the season, you're going to change your mix of, of what your recipe is every week. And that, that is going to change a little bit. But I think with CrossFit, you have to, you have to first of all, look at, um, are you prepared for those types of sessions? They can be quite high intensity. And it's not something that you want to jump into right away. And as a master's athlete, I think you need some preparation to execute you're going to be doing a lot of different moves there's running there's jumping there's olympic lifts there's rowing there's ski erg um all kinds of plyometrics and so as a master's athlete i think depending on your age you also have to look at how careful do you have to be doing a lot of different intervals or explosive type work um and not get injured you know the, the faster you do things, the higher your risk of injury is. The, the more, um, for example, doing running sprints is much more risky than doing sprints on the herb, just in the sense of it from an injury potential. So I think you have to look at what your preparation is. Um, does that meet your strength needs? Is it stimulating enough to meet your strength needs? Um, are you prepared to do it in a safe way? And that's going to depend on your instructors and whether they really take care of how you are doing those activities versus, you know, a lot of testing that is as many as you can do in a short period of time or as quickly as you can do this circuit in, you know, 10 minutes, how many circuits can you do? I think the older you are, the more careful you're going to have to be doing things at speed like that. So, so I would just say, you know, it can fit in, but I think you just have to be careful about how you transition, transition into it. Um, it still doesn't replace rowing. Um, you know, you still have to row, you still have to get an endurance base in there, but it fits into the context um, at certain time at certain times of year, I think. I really like the fact that you say that you don't think it re replaces rowing because I feel very strongly that there are fads in fitness and in well-being. And 
I'm not saying CrossFit is a fad. It is a sport that has been, you know, combined just like triathlon is a sport that's been combined from a lot of other things. Um, but I do think that it these things go in phases. It sometimes takes a while before you actually have a reasonable, reasoned analysis of them. And the underpinning that you just described of the difference between your endurance training and your aerobic training and your uh, tra transition training, if I got that right, mm -hmm. um, you know, those are sports science facts about the human body and how to stress our system so that we get better, fitter, stronger, faster. And therefore, anything needs to fit in with that. And if you don't understand those three base types of training, you're not going to probably make the right choices. Does that does that sound reasonable? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it definitely and, you know, there is. When you think of high intensity training, OK, there 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 are there's two schools of thought. One school of thought is, is if you're going to spend that injury, that, that if you're going to spend that session, okay, as a master's rower, you might only do five training sessions a week, okay? So if you're going to spend that high-intensity session on a different sport, you can't add on more in the boat. And I think that's an important thing. Like if you're doing two high-intensity CrossFit sessions as your cross training and, and this can fit into your strength training. And a lot of people like the energy of it. They love doing it in the group and that can be really valuable. But I think you just have to look at, do I spend that high intensity session that I need to learn how to race my boat on land? Because you can't go and pile on another third or fourth session of that high intensity if you're only rowing five sessions a week. So again, it's just a question of balance. It's a question of pairing things up, thinking about your goals, seeing how things fit in. Um, I think it can definitely fit into the program, but you have, you have to look at, at the big picture and you, you know, if you're going to race, you do need to know how to row your boat at a racing pace. And that, that takes practice. Um, that is one of the advantages that um, more experienced rowers have is that they take they need less practice in the boat because they have the base technique. They'll need finesse for sure. Personally, I find going back into my single, if I haven't done a lot of single work, I'm a bit wobbly to begin with. I don't time my placement. So little things that need improving. But actually, because I already have that and I'm not learning it for the first time, I can then invest my time slightly differently than someone who's less experienced in the boat. Now, our sponsor this week is the Faster Masters Rowing app. Just go into any app store, Android or Apple, and search for Faster Masters Rowing. In the app, you get for free every single podcast we do, like this, recorded and put in every single week, uh, which is also uh, an article as well as the audio and the visual. We also have various programs which you can subscribe to. There are some free ones. 
There are some purchased ones. It's got all of our really popular webinars, including the best seller, Rigging for Masters, if you haven't done Rigging for Masters. And if you don't need a training program, you might consider buying the Faster Masters Rowing Magazine, which is four articles every month on topics that are uniquely aligned to the needs of masters. Now, if you buy a program, you can buy it through the app, you can buy it through the website, but you'll be able to see it on the app. So if you have a training plan, you can use the app as you're going down to the boathouse to open it up and remind you what the plan is. You don't have to print it out. So just little things that we hope will be useful and interesting. And the discussion forum is also hosted there. So the sponsor is the Faster Masters app. Back to training plans. Morning. talk to us a little bit about the sort of training someone who's going to race needs. And I'm going to assume that they're doing a minimum of three workouts a week. What, what's the balance of types of, of training session that they should be doing? Again, it depends on what time of year it is. But... Um... You know, if if someone is doing, I don't know, say they're training three times a week um, as a minimum, you know, I would I would say that they it's hard to, to race three times a week. But, um, you know, I would say if you're just looking at your aerobic work, your rowing work, um, you know, I think you would want two endurance sessions and one session that is higher intensity and what that intensity is is going to depend on the time of the year so it it could be um you need to work on an anaerobic threshold kind of a tempo paced kind of intensive endurance as you get closer to your racing season you may want to put in something like um something that's more oxygen utilization stressing your vo max which would be uh, could be something like a 1,000-meter piece or four-minute or five-minute pieces. Um, as you want to, if you want to focus on speed and power, that's where you're going to go shorter and quicker. And mm -hmm. um, so that that high intensity is going to, what what is the high intensity for a given time is going to depend, going to depend on the year. But you definitely want to be looking towards what is, What's your racing goal? What stroke rate do you want to be able to row at for your race? And through your preparation, you start to work, work up to that. That's really clear. Now, for fitness rowers, who are people who choose not to race, but may be training an identical number of times a week as our racers, what do you recommend for them? Well, I, th I think for fitness rowers, I don't, I don't think that they have to get into very extremely high intensity intervals only from the point of view that, that if they're, if they're, you know, it depends on how skillful they are technically, you know, a, someone who rose for fitness may not have had the experience technically to be able to row those harder sessions, like, mm -hmm. you know, 24, 26, 28 strokes a minute. With that said, there are people who row for fitness who are extremely skilled people. So um, I think just because somebody is rowing for fitness and doesn't have racing on their agenda, it doesn't mean that they're not a highly skilled rower. And I, th I think that they can just, you know, they can put in 
higher intensity, 30 stroke pieces, 20 stroke pieces, if they want to. But I hmm. think for good general fitness, you know, honestly, they're, they're good aerobic work, I think is, is fine <laughs> for, the, for their yeah. fitness. And if they combine that, um, most rowers will combine that with strength work in the gym. Yeah. Um, where, where this can be really quite helpful, especially for an older athlete, you know, you need the strength work to really stimulate the muscle metabolism. Really good time to do a short set of power bursts or Tabata type intervals is right at the end of your strength training. So if you don't have time for this other session, do your strength training. And then maybe you do a set of something like six times you know, 30 seconds on 90 seconds off or six times 20 seconds on 40 seconds rest. And you can do put that power work right at the end of your strength training. That's a really great way to really stimulate the muscle metabolism um, right after you've done your strength. So there, there are ways that you can do combination workouts. One doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be the only thing you do in a session. You just want to look at what is the overall theme of that day's session. I get that. Now, our last type of rower is the return to rowing. So someone who has previously rowed earlier in life and is coming back into the sport. And that might be you at the transition of a season as well, particularly if you take your winter and you go and do other sports during the winter and then you come back onto the water in springtime. Um, what are the sorts of sessions that people who are returning to rowing, so not lo learning new for the first time, what should they be doing? Well, I think initially, I mean, initially, I think they have to approach approach rowing very gradually, you know, just not really, really long sessions at first. Start, start gradually building up your tolerance in the boat because maybe you haven't been sitting in a boat for a long time. Maybe your back isn't used to being in a boat that's moving a lot. Yeah, so I, I think, injured. you know, yeah, just, just take it easy get in the boat. I, th I would say really focus on, on rowing. Well, focus on technique and efficiency first and get, you know, get your, your body positions nailed away, get your posture taken care of, make sure you're sitting correctly on the seat, make sure that you're hinging through your hip and not bending through your back. So, you know, I think if you're just getting back to it, your muscles are going to remember really, you know, the muscle patterns are still in there. And, mm. you know, I would, I would approach rowing like to learn really good technique again, and just gradually start bringing up your endurance. And I wouldn't rush the intensity at all. That is great advice. And particularly for the returning from injury, which of course is another reason that a lot of us find that we have time out of the boat for, for whatever reason. If you have business travel, if you have to take time off to care for a family member and you're not doing as many sessions a week, the exact same rules are going to apply to you. Any final thoughts on types of training program, Marlene? Well, keep it keep it fun and keep it interesting. And, you know, uh, there are all types of workouts, you know, there's all types of practice sessions that can be focused on drills. They can be focused on steady rowing. Um, you can 
again, think about the overall theme of the day that you want. So you might do, you know, I like workouts, for example, that maybe you do 20 minutes at a steady pace. Then you have 20 minutes where perhaps you're focusing on a drill. Perhaps you're doing some pyramids. Perhaps you're doing some short strokes. And then you do another 20 minutes steady. So in a workout like that, you actually get a little bit of, you know, you get a little bit of combination of both and it keeps things fun and keeps things interesting. I like that. That's a, a great way to go. So that concludes our podcast for the week. You're part of the Rowing Chat Podcast Network. Please tell your rowing friends about the show. And if you've learned just one helpful thing from today's episode, please consider supporting the show for as little as $1 per month by visiting FasterMastersRowing.com forward slash podcast.